Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. Yo, what's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to another episode to the Latin Wealth Podcast. And you guys already know, today is Wealth Wednesday. Happy to have you guys listening. If you guys are new to this show, this is a, a weekly show that we put out every single Wednesday where we talk about trending news, trending topics, and things that are going on in the world as it relates to the Latino community. And we are two Latinos giving you this information. So we'd love for you to, to jump on board and be a part of this journey. Now, if you guys have listened to last week's episode, you guys know at the end of that episode, we tease that this episode here that you're listening to now is going to be a special episode that we want to um, do more of, right? We want to do these more often. <clears throat> we had a special episode specifically for Panama, where I was actually in Panama when we recorded it, and we kind of gave the history of Panama and whatnot. And we also want to continue to highlight Latinos in our community and specifically um, Afro-Latinos, right? When we talk about Afro-Latinos, we know that um, they're not spoken about it. They're not spoken about a whole lot. They're not highlighted a whole lot. Um, you can go on YouTube and do your research and whatnot. You're not going to see a lot of information out there, not as much as it should be out there. Um, so we want to fill that gap. We want to fill that void as always and give you the information that you guys need to hear. And today's special episode is going to be highlighting a legendary, I was going to say legendary baseball player. I'm going to say a legendary man, right? Legendary person. Legendary person in general. And that's Roberto Clemente. Um, I got my Puerto Rico hat on today. So we're going to, you know, dive into this. I'm excited about this episode, you know, because not only are we going to highlight him and talk about his story and some of the things that he's he's done for the world because it extends way further than baseball I think he was not just a baseball player uh, we want to talk about some lessons that we can learn from him as well so before we do that jeremiah how you feeling today bro i'm excited i'm excited um i'm feeling inspired and motivated especially just with the topic that we had man i'm um I'm hoping everybody takes some notes and actually take some of the things and we'll get into that. But I'm, I am super excited about people hearing just how great of a man this guy was. Absolutely. So to kick us off, man, he was born. Clemente was born on August 18th in 1934 in Carolina, uh, Carolina, Puerto Rico, I should say. He was the youngest of seven kids. Um, and very interesting fact, he actually worked with his father in the sugarcane field at the age of eight years old, which is Crazy. which is insane, right? Out there, working the fields, didn't know anything else. Uh, family didn't know anything else, just, just doing what the previous generations was doing as well. Um, but in his free time, you know, he found a passion for baseball very, very early on. And, you know, fun fact about him, he was a high-level athlete. Like, he was not no scrub when That's it came to athletics. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think they had, no, they definitely didn't have basketball back then, but I would love to see him hooping out there. You know what I'm saying? But he was, he would have been good. He would have been great. Right. Football probably would have been phenomenal as well. Uh, yep. but nonetheless, he was also a javelin thrower and he was also a high jumper. Um, if I'm not mistaken, 
Jeremiah, he could have competed for the Olympics, correct? Yeah, he actually had the opportunity. Um, he wanted to represent Puerto Rico at the at the Olympics. Something happened. I think there was uh, just some cross communication or something like that with him, as far as the baseball. But he had the opportunity. They actually wanted him to represent. Mm -hmm. So that tells you how high level he was to represent the country, right, mm -hmm. um, at the Olympics, which is huge, huge honor. Yeah, hundred percent. So, as he was a, a as as he was an athlete, you know, he continued on with his baseball career, <clears throat> and in 1954. He signed with the Brooklyn Dodgers, which is crazy. I didn't know that. He signed with them for one year. He didn't play too much. Um, I think there is some stories out there that um, the signing bonus was too much. They didn't want to pay him. There were some things that I've heard. But nonetheless, he didn't play too much. And um, the very next year, he was signed to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And this is where the rest is history, right? And so what I want to, uh, before I, I allow Jeremiah to hop in here, I want people, I want to paint the picture, right? So 1955 is when he signed to the Pittsburgh Pirates. This is only seven years after Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in baseball. So you could only imagine what he was dealing with and what he was going through as an Afro-Latino where he was not only black, but he was Latino. So when he was talking to people, they was confused. Like he's speaking Spanish. What's going on here? Like, right. Um, so he faced a lot of racism. So before we go any further, I want to allow Jeremiah to hop in here and talk to us a little bit. Yeah, I think that it's, I'm glad that you brought that point up because I was going to say, think about how legendary that, you know, the actual Brooklyn Dodgers team must have been to have Jackie Robinson and, Roberto Clemente together. I've seen pictures of them actually there together. And they obviously the communication wasn't great, right? Because it's different languages, but they understood each other and were unified in the aspect of understanding of being pioneers, right? Um, and I feel like people don't realize how difficult it would be to, because, you know, you are obviously black and, black and brown face racism and systematic, right, systemic racism and things like that. But imagine not speaking mm -hmm. the language on top of being discriminated against. And so people are discriminating against you and calling you names, but you don't even understand the names that they're calling you. Yeah, and you right. can't think about the danger, the mortal danger you put yourself in because they would tell you, oh, you can't walk through the front door here. You can't do this, but you don't even understand what they're saying. And mm -hmm. so you just move on to do mm -hmm. what it is that you're doing. And, and I, that, you know, I sat and I thought about that and I'm just like, man, what a brave person. And, and mm. this has nothing to do with baseball at all. This has to do with mm. the character of the man, character. right? To stick something out and to say, well, I know I'm going to be providing for my family and I know I'm doing something bigger than myself. And so in that aspect, I have to keep pushing and I have to keep going, even if I don't understand him, if even if I don't know. And it's funny because later on you watch interviews and stuff with him and he still didn't speak good English. Right. And it's just like, man, how did you do all this in this in this time period when it was so racially charged? So, mm. yeah, mm. man, I'm glad you made that point. A hundred percent. And this shows what I'm about to say shows a true testament of how he was as a man. So he was going through all that. There was even a time where they wanted to Americanize him. They wanted to change his name. They wanted to change his name um, to Bob, Bob Clemente. And I don't know if you've seen this, uh, Jeremiah, but they actually were printing baseball cards yeah. with that name on it. 
They were trying yeah. that hard to change his name and to Americanize him. And he stood up. And for they actually wanted him to use his second last, not just he, it was a compromise. Those baseball cards were compromised, right? Clemente, because obviously that's his father, that's his legacy. But it was, they wanted him to use his other last name, which was Walker. Mm -hmm. Right. And so Bob Walker would have been an extremely Americanized name. And so this is that's that's the breakdown, man. He was like, nah, I can't do that, man. That's that's mm -hmm. not that's not going to work. That's not going to work. He stood up for himself. And not only did he stand up for himself while he was I can only imagine what people were saying to him okay. right in front of his face. And he had no idea. Right. No idea what they were saying. I'm sure he can feel people's vibes and energy and he can see it. Obviously he can feel the hate and whatnot, but that didn't stop him from being a good person, right? There's stories of him where he would stay after the games and he would give everybody high fives. He would hang out with the kids. He would sign autographs to everybody. Like he still not even wanted to be a good person. He just was a good person. Yeah. Like you can tell, reading about this individual, like nothing was forced about him. It's just who he was. And I agree. Um, right before we hit record, I'm like, man, there's a lot of information I didn't know about him, but this is definitely somebody that I would want to model myself after as far as the character and the type of person that he is. So man, just, just, just incredible. And to add on to that, it's maybe something that people didn't know. It not only, was in sports, right? It transcended sports. And what I mean by that is the actual, in 1958, he actually signed up for Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. And he served in Talk the Marine Corps, right? And so this is something that I don't think people really know about, but he said, I have a duty to, you know, serve my country. I have a duty to serve and to give of myself to serve because these things are going on. And I want to make sure that I do my part. So this transcends sports. This is more than just shaking the hands and all that is, I mean, obviously that's super wonderful, right? But this guy says, how can I be of a servant to possibly give the ultimate sacrifice? Right. And so this is just, a, I want to highlight that and let people know the type of person that you're talking about, the type of individual that we're speaking on today. Um, and the reason why you see streets with his name on it and all this and people are like, why number 21? Why is it that, it? you know, and, um, you know, from the area where I'm from in Puerto Rico, Santurce, right? Mm -hmm. He's he's everything, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's he's everything, and so you want to know why that person is. This is why. It's not just a. How do you say it, Chris? Like you know how we like look up to people, but it's just kind of all hype, and it's not really, you yeah. know, it's just because they're famous, right? Yeah. That wasn't the case with this guy. No, no, hundred percent. And there's there's that's what I was saying earlier. Like there's special people in history that like it's not a facade. It's not. It's not anything fake. We're not just looking up to him because he's got money and jewelry and all this stuff because he was a quality human being. So right. in addition to being a quality human being, he had an, a credible career, played 18 seasons. Look, right. we can probably spend all day going through like the stats of each year, but man, he was, he was one of them ones, right? So he yep. was uh, one of the few people that at his time hit 3000 hits of his final season in baseball, which is something that's very hard to get to as a baseball player. He won uh, 12 Golden Glove awards, and he was elected to 12 All-Star appearances, which is super dope. But to me, like when I seen these stats here, this was just, this kind of just blew my mind. Clemente was the first Hispanic player 
to accomplish many different things in baseball as well. He was the first Hispanic to win a World Series as World a starter, Series. first to mm -hmm. be named a league MVP, first mm -hmm. to be named World Series MVP, and mm -hmm. first Latino to be elected in the Hall of Fame, which is crazy, right? And I think uh, with, with the Hall of Fame situation, they usually have like a five-year waiting period before people can right. get in there. And you even right. see it now in sports, like they'll wait like 10 years or whatever, seven years mm -hmm. until that person elected into the Hall of Fame. Um, I think only a couple months after he passed away, I think five months after he passed away, he was elected into the Hall of Fame. So they made yep. an exception for him. In addition to that incredible, incredible career that he had. I didn't even know this man, but this was like legendary. He met with Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. in Puerto Rico. Yep. Bro, come on. How much more legendary? Like, I could, before I hopped on here, I was telling my, my wife this, and she was like, Yo, I wonder, like, what, what were they eating? Like, what did they, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how yeah. was that vibe and that interaction? Right. Like, that is incredible. Right. I mean, to think about being in the presence of someone like that, obviously, um, Martin Luther King being given the ultimate sacrifice, right? For the, for the embetterment and civil rights of African Americans. And I'm I had read an excerpt of where that conversation that they had, they were speaking about how there was no difference essentially um in their, their everyday experience in America. This is a black man coming from Puerto Rico and a black man coming from America. Mm. Right. And them just saying like we see eye to eye on the way that this is going and that their platform, each of them being equally um successful right obviously roberto clemente probably more famous than mm -hmm. okay in that time period right but being at that level and saying that geez we've gotten on these platforms and we've gotten here but we still experience these mm -hmm. you know these injustices and, and the things that they saw and, and and they were actually working together um on some things that obviously that you know you want to progress and then things happen obviously with dr king and, and this mm -hmm. is it's unfortunate but yeah bro i couldn't imagine being in that room like how legendary that is it's crazy had to be crazy had to be crazy it so mlk and man ali and i mean uh it was it was malcolm x ali malcolm x. And, yep yeah and like jim brown and some i was like jesus like what, bro, what a <laughs> time craziness going on what yeah, a time man. Yeah, not to man. be off, not to get off track. I wonder who are those people that we're gonna look back at twenty years from now and be like, "Dang, we were alive with so and so, so and so, and so and so." You know what I'm saying? Um, I truly believe that, regardless of what people say or what they want to say about him, Kaepernick would be one of those people. This is someone who gave up. Um, he played. I, I don't think people, and I'm speaking on this because they don't talk about him in the right regard. Um, this is someone that was a a top-notch NFL quarterback that played in the Super Bowl and gave Super up Bowl. his entire career, right? And then people would say for cloud and all. It doesn't matter what you say or how it's linked. I know that he'll be one of those people because he made a very large sacrifice to do what he did, right? Um, I feel like LeBron would be one of those people. Mm -hmm. And it's more from the aspect of him as a man. Obviously, you'll have the GOAT debate and all that. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about just him outside the mm -hmm. court, what mm -hmm. he's done outside the court um who do you think i mean that's that's two that it just come to mind like man right off I mean, the top but and, 
I'm gonna say one person Kobe? that's not Kobe. I'm gonna say somebody that's not an athlete, but yes, absolutely. I think yeah. you know. I guess we'll keep it athlete since we're talking about it. Uh, I definitely think Kobe, uh, LeBron, like you said, completely agree with that. Let me see. Man, it's tough. Say your say your one that wasn't a that wasn't an athlete. I'm actually curious. I'm super no, curious. because I, what I was gonna say is because when I'm thinking of like the guys that we're gonna look back at, I'm thinking of guys that have like damn their flawless careers, like a LeBron, like a Kaepernick, right? Yeah. Kobe, yeah. rest in peace, his soul. You know, wasn't as flawless in that respect. Roberto, Roberto Clemente, you know, I didn't find no dirt about him. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, uh, I, but go, go ahead. Yeah. I know I I won't go down that rabbit hole. I'll just this is what I'll say is that Kobe is very dang near spotless in my sight. I'll just there's thought okay. process in different in different things that would want to make someone appear the way they had to do okay. that. I'll just leave it at that. That's we'll all I'll to, say. We'll, we'll have He's to talk a bit about that afterwards. Yeah, that's different. That's different. We'll move on. We'll move on. Oh, no, the person I was gonna say is Eric Thomas. Oh, by far. Yeah. To me, to me, like I could be no, I'm not even wrong about this. I feel like he's our Martin Luther King. That's that's how I look at him. That's how I look at him. Okay. That's how I see I, him. I think it's I think it's gonna be diff it will be it's a little difficult to put him at that level just because No, yeah, of, it's difficult. It, that's those flat, are some but big shoes relative. to fill. Well relative, but I get what you're saying. I'm talking about the risk the, the character of the man. Yeah. Um, how for everything how he treats his wife to his family and whatnot like i would yeah. i see him up there in my opinion but okay let's get okay. back to right. let's get back to what we were talking about uh clemente of course as we're talking about we're, we're bringing up all these names for a reason right these are all people that have that are yes. are, are true men that are people that are uh people men of the they're really all men of the people right they do things yeah. for the people, right? They do things for the greater good is what I'm trying to say. He was always giving back. He was always supporting. Um, he was always fighting for civil rights and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there is a story where there is a, a kid in Puerto Rico that um, his legs, he was disabled. He mm -hmm. like flew him out to America to to get that uh, situation fixed and whatnot. Just doing things for for people, right? Just being... Yeah. a great human being so um he he held yeah. free baseball clinics for children in puerto rico he was doing a lot for the people right and in 1972 there was an earthquake that hit nicaragua right mm -hmm. and so he heard about this and he was like yo we got to do something to help our people out right we got to do something to help these folks out mm -hmm. so what he did was he was able to raise over a hundred and fifty thousand dollars and gathered nearly 26 tons of relief supplies to send over there to help the people out that just was impacted by this earthquake. And unfortunately, they sent out a plane over there and either the plane was hijacked or it was stolen. Something happened where that first plane didn't make it to his destination. So he was like, yo, the plane I'm getting on is getting there. And we're getting those people that supplies. So he hopped on the second plane. And unfortunately, on New Year's Eve, he died when the plane was on his way to deliver um, the supplies. It crashed into the Atlantic Ocean 
and he was only 38 years old. Yep. Which is insane. So um look, there's there's stories out there that there's stories out there. Let's just say that Jeremiah looking like you know a couple of stories. Yeah. 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 38 is 38 years old, man. That's just crazy. I mean, that's the age I am now. Yeah. So it 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 makes me sit and man, you telling your age? Yeah, I'm old. But it's it's um it puts things in perspective for me, right? To sit and say, what have I done? Like I'm sitting and thinking, like, what has he done? And it like so I'm like, okay, I got some work to do. Um, and I I it's kind of weird to me. It made me think of um and people be like, they're not comparable, but they are in my brain. It makes me think of Nip, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because you died or were killed, one or the other, um, doing what it is that you were supposed to do, your purpose, mm-hmm. right? Which yeah. is giving back to the people, being amongst your people, uh, being a help, being of service. That's the way that you passed away, which is super sad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's so many other people that live a very long lifetime doing nothing for anyone but themselves. And so mm-hmm. you just... You know, you kind of sit and think about that and it's kind of, I don't know, man, it's it's weird, right? People that are serving and they, you know, they lose their lives that way. But yeah, that that's, and as retrospect of that, Nicaragua, because he was actually going to help them and assist with what they had going on, um, there's, there's a couple stadiums, but in Nicaragua City, there's actually a stadium that's named after him. The whole plaza, they have a, a, mm-hmm. a statue of him and everything. Wow. Like, and people are like, why is Roberto Clemente in Nicaragua? Because he was helping the people, mm. right? And they're very appreciative of that. And so that's, th- that's a, he's a big presence in Nicaragua, um, not just Puerto Rico. So that's, that's, that's that. That's love. And so you brought up something as, as we start to, to wrap this thing up pretty soon. Um, you know, one of the lessons that I got from him as, as a man and reading a story and doing research and whatnot is you said to yourself, you know, we often get caught up in our own selfishness right at times and we we time we we tend to forget why we're truly here he had a quote that said anytime you have an opportunity to make a difference in this world and you don't then you're wasting your time on earth simple quote but it's profound right and i think we get caught up in in our titles our jobs and the things that we want and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but I think sometimes we got to reshift our focus on our purpose. And a lot of times our purpose is to serve, to give back, to help, to lead, right? Jeremiah, that's something you speak about a lot. You being in leadership yeah. position, helping people out, get to where they want to go. Um, one of the reasons why we have this podcast is like serving our community, serving the people. Mm-hmm. That is the essence of the Latin Wealth Podcast. So that was one of the things that I got from him is like, man, like he had a phenomenal career as far as baseball, but he didn't let that, like, he didn't let that like get him off track of his true purpose, which was to serve people, to help people out. I think one of the things that I learned was actually utilize your platform for the service of others, Mm. right? He utilized his, his fame and what he gained via baseball, right? To, like you said, link it with his ultimate purpose, which was to be a servant of humanity. Um, and we've said this several times. I want people to really think about this as we as we close out here, but 
the richest people in the world, right? You name the names, whoever, right? Those richest people, they got there by actually discovering a problem and being mm. and becoming a servant and asking, how many more people can I serve? Right. And so if you actually think about it, being a conduit of service to humanity, even if you don't make the money, you're rich in spirit. Right. And so you actually live a fulfilled life, which is way better than what a lot of the stuff that we go after. Right. And so that's something that I want people to think about. Mm, I love that. Great word. Just a couple of things about his post life and how you know uh we're honoring him today um there is a roberto clemente award that's given to one player in the mlb every single year who embodies Mm -hmm. character community involvement um and positive impact on and off the field so the person every year that's showing up for the community they're they're being positive on and off the field they're given that award um there's also uh, a day that was given to him on September 1st in the MLB. And if I'm not mistaken, every team, they wear the yep. number 21. They 21. Yeah, they wear mm-hmm. 21 on that day. So that's incredible. And then last but not least, I would love to check this out myself, but they also have the Roberto Clemente Museum in per- Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where you can go, you know, check out the museum, check out the history and whatnot. I was on the website and um, it, it's funny, the tickets are, of course, $21. <laughs> appropriately priced right right I like that. yeah um i think go ahead no no you good no, i was I'm gonna good. i was gonna say i i, I actually want to go and um investigate that museum myself in pittsburgh and then also if you want to see a lot of his memorabilia and, and stuff from when he was growing up right so pre-america you can find it actually in san Jose, puerto rico um in that in that area they actually have a, a whole entire case and stuff of some of his belongings and everything like that incredible 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 story incredible person um again we want to highlight more people in our community more often so we'll be doing these maybe once a month maybe we'll, we'll figure out a time frame but hopefully you guys took something from this episode and you know in every time we we study people we, we always talk about mike kobe and whatnot yeah, we talk about them so much because not only are they great athletes and individuals, we want to see what we can take from them and add them to our lives to improve our lives, right? And so, hopefully, you guys took something from Roberto Clemente. And with that being said, it's the Live Wells family. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.